Hi folks, my name is Glenn Joseph and welcome to another episode of Life Unplugged. Hi folks, uh, and welcome to the what I guess is really the, the first episode of uh, Life Unplugged here on SoundCloud and iTunes. Firstly, thank you so much in advance just for even clicking play on this. Um, entering into the world of podcasting after having never really done it before and only ever done it as a guest before is uh, actually a little bit more scary than I, than I thought it was going to be. Um, but obviously this is something that I've wanted to do for a while and the whole idea of Life Unplugged is to kind of get behind the characters of, of sports and entertainment and indeed, because most people I imagine who are listening to this will know me from either from having played Buddy for, for most of my life um, on stage in the Buddy Holly story or from Progress Wrestling um, uh, with my partners Jim and John uh, running that in the UK. So uh, for wrestling fans, I'm going to kind of keep the first few episodes uh, towards the... Not the inner workings of the business, but certainly the the lives behind the the, the characters, uh, if you like. Um, and those who know, of course, about Progress Wrestling will know that we had our first Australian and New Zealand tour recently. Um, and while I was there, I got to interview Candy Lee, who is uh, my first guest on Life Unplugged. Um, Candy Lee is a trans woman who just happens to be a really sweet wrestler. Um, the current IPW New Zealand Women's Champion. Um I had a really nice chat with her. It was nice to kind of bookend the tour by, by talking to her because I found her a, a fascinating character. I think that for those of you who don't know about wrestling, you know, pro wrestling and sports entertainment in its different guises has been, you know, very male dominated and still is male dominated. Um, and I think that there has been a, a resurgence um, or maybe maybe not even a resurgence, just, just an, an introduction really and a growing of uh, female wrestling, uh, particularly in the... The UK and US scene. I mean, slightly different in Japan where it's been more prevalent. Um, but me and Candy sat down and we chatted for a while about all sorts of things, whether it would be from her friend's perception on her being a wrestler, um, what it's like, obviously, to be a, uh, a trans woman in pro wrestling, which, you know, you've got to think about for, for you know, people of maybe even my, my parents' generation is, is something that, you know, that would never really fit into the, the, the old world of sport days of, you know, Cat Weasel. And Mick McManus. Of course, that's a generational thing, um, and there is a, a kind of society thing as well that my, myself and, and Candy uh, speak about. And she, she was more knowledgeable about this um, than I was, at least. And I've since read up on this, which is the the concept of uh, far far fine. Which, despite you know, from from any background, this is this is kind of a, a fascinating concept of the third gender, which Fafa Fine literally translates to mean in the manner of a woman. Um, and it's biological males who, when they're younger, uh, behave in what their society deems to be um, like a range of f- like feminine gendered ways. Um, and they are treated essentially as w- women in the culture. Well, this is where it gets a little bit confusing. They are known as the third gender, which is something different. And, and it's just because they they adopt feminine manner. They are not thought of as women. They're thought of as fafafine, if that makes sense. Um, but what was kind of interesting to, to note that this is something that's been around for centuries. Uh, but in, in Samoa, um, where Candy was born, and New Zealand, where she moved to, um, the last the, count, the last data I could find was like 2015. Um, there was only like 500 in each country there um, that, that they're actually uh, still, I suppose you would call, practicing Fafafine. 
But ultimately, uh, Candy's story is about chasing your dream, regardless of your, your gender or your sexuality, uh, and chasing your passion as well. And we kind of touch on uh, some very interesting stuff, like well, what her advice would be to, to, to younger people who, uh, you know, even outside of wrestling, who are maybe, you know, questioning um, stuff about them at a, at a young age and what routes they should go down. And, uh, we, you know, we, we slightly touch on the mental health association with it as well. That makes it sound like it's really heavy. It's really not, because uh, Candy is a... A lovely, a lovely young lady, um, and would you believe it? Quite demure, and very, and very shy at times. Um, but then I have seen her in the ring as well, and that's an entirely different person. So um, it was really interesting uh, sitting and talk to her, um, and I really hope that you like this this episode of um, of Life Unplugged. I'm, I'm kind of, I don't know, it's, it's it's a bit of a weird one for me. I'm, I've set up a new email, of course. So if you have any feedback for the show, you can email me at my <gasps> shock horror real name, uh, Glenn Joseph Robinson, one N, of course, Glenn Joseph Robinson at gmail.com that's glennjosephrobinson at gmail.com if you've got any questions or comments or things that you'd like to hear on the show going forward or things that you'd like to say about candy or even messages that you'd like to pass on etc etc but you can of course use the hashtag life unplugged on twitter i am at glenn underscore joseph and i'll see all that shit but we can talk about that later on um but yeah i'd like to get to it really um candy lee in auckland new zealand so we are in auckland new zealand Still, the very end of what has been a month for me, uh, going from New Orleans to Orlando to Australia to New Zealand, Australia to New Zealand, and now we're here. And the, the very last day of my trip, um, and I am sat here with somebody who I think, and we're just, just discussing this off air, is one of the most important characters in the world of wrestling as it exists at the moment. And we were just talking about your name, because <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, obviously, you wrestle under Candy Lee. Yeah. Now, you've just said that <laughs> if you could have gone back, would you have changed it? Probably, but then, like, I don't know, because it's always, I feel like I will never be, like, satisfied with the name, probably. Yeah. So I just went with Candy Lee because I was like, oh, it's approved by everyone. And you said because of Candice Michelle. Yeah, Candice Michelle. (laughs) So is she your favorite wrestler growing up? Um, like, I had a lot of favorites, but for, like, me personally, Candice Michelle was, like, the one that resonated with me the most, Mm -hmm. and, like, who I was drawn to, and, like... Like yeah, basically who inspired me right. the most out of everyone. Like, don't get me wrong, I was inspired by like all the women, but it was mostly Candice Michelle. Yeah. Do you remember your first re- wrestling experience? What got you into wrestling? Um yeah, um my cousins put wrestling on. It was the Royal Rumble two thousand pay per view. Okay. And the first match it's I a great pay per view. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> and it was Kurt Angle and Taz. That yep. was the match that I like. It was the first ever wrestling I've ever seen, and that's what got me hooked onto it. Right. But it was the bikini contest that really, like, solidified it. <laughs> and I was like, yes. So, <laughs> so, like, how old were you in 2000-ish? I'm just gonna... I think I was, like, four or five, because I was born in 1994. Oh, like, God. Like, math. <laughs> 94. So, so you, were, you were six? About six. six. Yeah, oh, I tell people I was four or five when I got into wrestling. Well, I was six. Right, well, that's actually younger than than I was when I got into wrestling. Was it was it something that you watched the first time? And went I want to do that, or was it just I I looked at it and went um, I just really like this as like an entertainment. Special. I was just like, oh my god, what is this? This is amazing. Like this is so bizarre, but like I'm hooked for some reason. Yeah, and then I just watched the whole pay per view. But like it was seeing the woman that really made me fall in love with it, mm-hmm. and like. They had a fun bikini contest at Mae Young one. But, like, my favourite bikini was probably the Cat's Bubble Wrap bikini. 
I just thought, they're so creative. I've just remembered that one, yes, of course. <laughs> so that was odd that, like, I, I guess that nowadays we're talking about this it was women's revolution. We were just talking before about, like, um, the, the Great Royal Rumble event in, in, in Saudi and how it's obviously really, really difficult in terms of, like, PR and what have you because, you know, there's no women wrestling on the card in the middle of what is essentially, like, the biggest women's... And I think it probably is the, where the furthest along... Uh, in the terms of women's revolution, the, uh, in wrestling at least, and so, how did it feel to know, like looking back from when you were watching Bikini, like contest when you were six years old, to now know that, like you're arguably one of the most progressive. Like, am I right in thinking you're the first ever trans champion? There's there's been, or is there somebody else? I'm not like the first, like trans champion. There's been um, Mariah. She was like. Yeah, the first ever transgender wrestler in the world. Mm-hmm. She was, um, she became like the first champion. I think how I read it on the articles I read was I was the first trans to win a major indie title. Right. Which you currently hold. Yeah, currently still the champ. <laughs> <laughs> so is that something that? What came first? Did you do when when you make a decision about? transitioning what age were you when you when you said that this is this is who I am um I think I've always felt different from like a young age but because like I I was born in Samoa so I was like kind of fresh off the boat as far when I came to New Zealand I just thought me being feminine was kind of like a normal thing mm-hmm. like I didn't see it as being weird but like I think going to school here and stuff like made me changed the way I thought about the way I was being like I thought oh I like they don't understand why I'm a boy being so feminine so you weren't born here no I was born in summer so you were born in summer and then when did you move to New Zealand I moved to New Zealand in 1999 so that's when I was like five yeah when it becomes in the, this is where it becomes like a, a feeling then becomes a name do you know what I mean like because there are so many classifications of things now that, that you know, even, yeah. you know, it's like sometimes it could be a bit of a minefield for some people in terms of like, they don't know what to like to describe it. But in terms of a feeling, you, so you said that you like, you just thought it was a normal way to act. Because recently, the reason why I'm asking this is speaking to Liger, who's a wrestler for IPW, one yeah. of the books as well. He was explaining to me about Fafa Fine, which is something that we don't understand at all in the UK and don't get it. And is it a Simone? Thing, or is that's it? like the Samoan term for like trans people usually but it's also for like for like the whole like community basically like even if you're like a gay guy mm-hmm. you'll still be like included under that Fafafine umbrella right because like I don't know for like the way I grew up was just if you're like a boy who was really feminine you're just known as a Fafafine yeah like I think being transgender is kind of different from Fafafine but then because I'm Samoan and stuff I'm still proud of yeah I, I get the, so the it's traditional like, values and the term that they know trans people by and stuff right okay and is that is it like a family thing Fafafine um I don't know because sometimes people try to say that like families in Samoa if like there's a family of majority boys mm-hmm. they'll turn one like raise one as a fafafine because right. the lack of women so raise one as a girl yeah I think some villages and some families do that but like I know my family didn't do that I think it's just a way 
I came out to be. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I get you. But, like, um, I think also with Fafafini, they're more known as a fair gender in Samoa. Like, they're kind of not really discriminated against or looked down upon. Mm-hmm. It's like part of a culture almost. It's like a third gender. Yeah. That's kind of like recognized as a fair gender. Right, okay. Even though, like, yeah, I think it's kind of like a normal thing. So it's just, so in day to day culture, Fafafina is just like it's like a normal thing, but like there's still people who are ignorant towards it. Like it's just like everywhere else. Like it's it's kind of a thing, but then people will still have their views on it because religion plays a factor. And sure, it. yeah. So were you raised religious at all? Um, yeah, my family's quite religious, mm-hmm. but they're not like the cutthroat religious people where they shove their religious views down your throat yeah, yeah. and they don't like force it upon. Like, my parents don't force it on us and stuff. Yeah. Especially because, like, my mom was, like, raised Methodist and my dad's, like, a Catholic. Right. So, yeah, there was two different religious views, kind of. Okay. So, um, wrestling to 2000s, WrestleMania. That's where you, like, I guess you started to fall in love with wrestling. Mine was WrestleMania 9. That was Royal Rumble. Oh, the Royal Rumble. Sorry, yes, of course it was. Sorry, sorry, my my apologies. Mine was WrestleMania 9, which is arguably the worst WrestleMania ever. So if I managed to fall in love with wrestling at that, then I obviously must have really fallen in love with wrestling because that was a tragic show. (laughs) Um, So then you, you, when you moved across here, so about the same time, um, what was it like growing up in... See, I think of Auckland as being incredibly progressive as well. Like, it's a really... It's a melting pot. It's like London. Yeah. Like, I think a lot a lot of times if you come here... Like, if I say to people, if you want to experience England, don't go to London. Because London's not, like, representative of the rest of the country. Having seen some of, like, the South Island in particular as well, I'd sometimes I think that Auckland maybe isn't representative. Like, lots of other... New Zealand's very different in lots of different areas. Yeah. Do you find that, like... For example, where you wrestle in New Zealand... Do you find yourself to be, and it's not a controversial question, but it's like one of those questions I suppose like it has to be asked, are you more accepted some places than others? Um, I think so, because I feel like in the North Island, compared to the South Island, it's more progressive up here, because yeah. the cities are bigger here. Like, Auckland City's big, mm. Wellington's big, but like, in the South Island, I know some places aren't as progressive, but like, I don't know, I feel like New Zealand's a pretty progressive place itself but in terms of whether North Island's like more progressive I think it is yeah I feel more accepted in Auckland but then I feel like it's the same everywhere though yeah that's that's fair like there will be a few people that make comments but like I feel like most of the people in Auckland that come to our shows that may have made like like ignorant remarks towards me they're not our usual fan base and they don't even really come to regular shows. They just mm-hmm. happen to come along or like they're friends or friends or and they're like, yeah, I decided just don't, I don't know. I guess Auckland because it's where I rest yeah. mostly. And where you grew up, right? Yeah. Okay. So when you like, when you grew up here, was there ever a point where you, you were training or what have you, where you went, if I'm going to be um, openly trans in this business was it is it something that you find like is it like unanimous support or were there times where you were like I, I don't know like is, is this going to be accepted um, down the line I don't know because to be honest I, I didn't want to be open about it when I 
So when did you decide to be open about it? Trained for everything. Like when I found IPW, I like found it on Google. Yeah. Like, so cause I like I did I wanted to be a wrestler. I didn't know New Zealand had wrestling or had a wrestling scene. To be honest, it was thanks to Google that I found out that they had <laughs> wrestling here. But I mean, IPW was the first one. But like I when I was emailing whoever I was emailing at the time about training and stuff, um, they were all for it. But then like I, cause I like. It was around the time where I was like so proud of myself. I didn't care who knew. So I informed like, oh yeah, before I come in, I just want to let you know that I am transgender and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they replied and were like, oh, I'm just gonna have to talk to like the management and then we'll get back to you. Like it was even a thing. See, so uh, I suppose maybe just the thought of. I think okay. it was cause so different for them probably because, like, they. Ha- I don't think. New Zealand has had like trans people as yeah, wrestlers yeah I suppose I, and well, I suppose that's not even New Zealand like in the in, world in, as well. in general like yeah. wrestling's been very different over the past I don't know ever since it started in fact like it's not even like we were talking again about Saudi and like it only being an all male card like there are places in the world where certain religious beliefs and certain like um, uh, structures just just are the way they are and you're not going to change it um, do you do you find that that you now wrestling uh, I, again like obviously I know you're wrestling a lot and Ashley Spencer was here earlier on like you guys have been wrestling each other a lot all over New Zealand do you think that we, we, we did a, a seminar in Bacargo at SPW um, and one of the things that the guys kept saying was I feel now I need to step outside of New Zealand to progress as a wrestler do you think that you're like at that stage now where you want to go somewhere else to experience like another culture or even like to to get a different feel on wrestling that isn't New Zealand based wrestling um, yeah because I feel like New Zealand's so small and you can only do so much here mm. like unless just like randomly it started booming here mm-hmm. then yeah I feel like you kind of have to like step out where, where would you aspire to go since Australia's right there probably Australia like cause it's like the closest country to New sure. Zealand with a good scene because I don't know I'm kind of like I'm not a, like a hard out risk taker or like I'm not like one to hard out step out of my comfort zone mm. so like yeah I'll probably would say Australia because it's the easiest like closest in terms of closeness yeah. and range well, we've um, we've obviously just finished shows there and like the Australian scene is incredible at the moment but it seems like a lot of people want to go to um, uh, to Japan as well because it's a lot closer to you guys than it is to us um, but um, I sometimes look at like the scenes around the world uh, and, and think about like what, what kind of impact that certain wrestlers could have there like, I think about uh, culturally, you mentioned about like you know, Samoan heritage and, and uh, being raised here and what have you. And I often think, how does somebody translate? So Second Session Moth Martina wrestles for us, who's now over and wrestles for, for numerous other companies, but she's in Japan. And I, I'm really interested to see how her, even just her gimmick, not even her as a human being gets over there. So now that you, like, you're, you're openly transgender, do you think that it has an effect on like any companies would you would you still feel like you did when you contacted IBW to go? I feel like I need to disclose this, or is it just now like, well, it is what it is. Um, because I'm so open about it, and like I feel like I don't really need to like, kind of tell people. Yeah. But then if 
they asked me I'll probably like say yeah but like I don't know because like I've had companies like approach me and they, like they didn't address me because I was trans they just wanted to book me and stuff which is the way it should be yeah this like not on terms of whether I was trans or not but then I get what you mean though because like sometimes I do feel like if certain like promotions didn't want to book me I feel like maybe it's because I'm trans and stuff mm-hmm. like this is just like the way I feel sometimes especially if I like approach these certain promotions and if they didn't really give me a proper answer or something I'm just like I feel down sometimes and I'm like I want to quit <laughs> but this is why we should be supporting you because the the, the worst possible thing is for you to to quit because but and I suppose this, this is like a question I wanted to ask you as well when you want to quit like why like the, the, what's the main reason that makes like I don't know because I just feel like I look at myself and I'm like I don't think I'm like I'm probably not good enough like I don't know I just I think I just overthink things and I'm like because like I because like, I know I really want this and like I really do like love wrestling and it's like I want it more than anything but I don't know I just feel like it just scares me like I get really bad anxiety about like because I don't, I don't know because I just it just scares me I guess the whole like I respect the process and the journey but like sometimes you just think oh my god this is like really hard sometimes do you mean when you say the journey the journey to where so like hopefully making like making it like a career like accomplishing all the dreams that I had like when I got interesting and growing mm-hmm. up watching it and what I wanted from it. What do you want from it? Like, what what are the dreams? I don't know. I feel like now, if I say it, I feel like it sounds so cliche and like. It's, but wrestling is cliche. <laughs> like, because before I would like before I started wrestling and stuff, I would openly be proud of saying, saying what I want from it. But then now, like being in the business, I feel like I don't know. I feel like, such a like I don't know. <laughs> Do you find that knowing right, this? This is a conversation that, that we've had recently when I did the documentary with Doug Williams. Is sometimes knowing too much about the business changes the way what, you think. Yeah, what you the actually wanted. You yeah, yeah. yeah, that's how. Yeah, that's what I think. Like my friends, when they because my friends don't know everything, so when they watch it and watch my shows, they like have what their opinions are, and they like think it's so easy to do this and that and to like do that. But then, like, being in it, like, and I just listen to them talk, I'm just like, oh, my God, you don't just shush, like, it's there, way yeah. more than that. Like, they make it, like, seem like, why don't you just go do this, go here, why don't you go wrestle at this company? And I'm just like, it's not that easy. Like, <laughs> I I can't just, like, oh, yeah, I want to wrestle for you, and then that's how, that's not how it works. Cause yeah. The way they see it is so different from what I see. But, yeah, like, what I want from it. And like what my dream has always been is like I do want to be in the WWE. Like when I was growing up, like I didn't think about the whole trans thing being an issue or like it being a thing. Mm-hmm. I just like thought I wanted to be wrestling for WWE because it's a, it's the only wrestling I knew growing up, mm-hmm. and it's all I watched my whole life basically. I didn't even know what independent wrestling was to be honest. There's a lot of people who still don't, and this is what's interesting about like. The WWE now working with like companies like like Progress and and you know kind of it's it they're putting it on it like Dakota Kai this week wearing a Progress shirt on NXT oh, yeah, I saw that. Was like cool. that was good yeah and it's just it's a tiny little thing but then I looked and it was like a moment on Twitter and that's incredible that people have like people grab onto those connections because indie wrestling for such a long time was like 
it was just there and nobody really spoke about it yeah I didn't even know what it was like it was until I started training with um, Impact Pro Wrestling and stuff like mm. that's when I kind of like oh, I learned what New Japan was <laughs> I didn't even know what it was before and well, I learned about all these other indie companies and I was just like oh my god I feel like like such a noob I didn't know what <laughs> well the internet's changed wrestling as well because now everything's like so yeah. much more so much more accessible I didn't really have internet growing up I didn't even know what the internet was until I got to high school for real? yeah so how like closed off I was because I thought wrestling was real until I started training too <laughs> when did you start training? like tw- uh, 2015 so like not long ago <laughs> I mean I'm glad you know it's it's not real now yeah, I'm, I'm glad Undertaker ain't bringing thunder and lightning. <laughs> I mean, yeah, anytime somebody says, you know, is wrestling real, I'm like, there's there's a dead man. Like, he's essentially a walking zombie. Where we've been led to believe that he is the undead. For years. I thought he like, was. Like, I don't know. I was just... <laughs> I liked... I, I look back and I'm like, it's good that I, like believed everything then that made my experience more better and that's why but, I think I loved wrestling even more yeah I'd like so I don't know if you agree with this but like I like the suspension of disbelief even though I know if I watch a wrestling match I still want to believe that it's real yeah yeah because like I feel like also doing being in the wrestling business it kind of like not hard up ruins but it kind of ruins watching like wrestling for me because I'm like oh I know how everything works that's why I gave up acting because I, I could never go to the theatre and enjoy anything because I've watched people on stage and just be like picking apart every part of the, the show because it's like yeah. it's, and I, I guess that's is, is that the same with wrestling? yeah because that's how I feel because like these days I like try to watch because back then I used to watch as much wrestling as I could and I, I watched heaps but these days it's like so hard for me to even like just to decide to watch on wrestling because I'm just like I can't be bothered sometimes there's so much to watch, like, you don't know where to start sometimes. I watch pay-per-views for WWE because they, it's always fun, live-tweeting yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned earlier on your, your, your friends, so your friends away from wrestling, like, they're them, like, not, not really understanding it at all. They're, so, yeah, they don't get it at all. <laughs> but what, what, do you, what do you do, like, away from wrestling what's like with your friends how do you how do you spend your, like what makes you happy away from wrestling um I watch RuPaul's Drag Race yes yeah, that's sense. one of them <laughs> <laughs> um and with my friends cause my friends are like like cause I hang out with like other trans people and we have like our it's like our own language and like humour and stuff right like so similar to like drag queens and stuff and I think yeah we just chill out and stuff and like I used to be like hard out into voguing, like dancing. I was in a dance group as well. Yeah, I just like having fun and being extra. <laughs> like serving looks at the mall. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite pastime. It's just like my friends are like, we're just gonna go to lunch. And I'm like, okay, my time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> I have an hour. Yeah. Um, so the happiest thing, like, where is your happy place in life? Like, if you can pick one place where you go, I think, I think everybody's got one of these places that if you're having a really shit day, you go, if I was here, I would be happy. Where's that for you? Like an actual physical place? It could be a place, it could be like, it could be a feeling, it could be a group of people you're with, like, it, like something that you go, that is 
where I feel the most comfortable and the most happy? I think it would be with my friends, like that, my other trans friends and stuff. Mm -hmm. Is it like, do you almost have like, does it feel like a support network? Yeah, we support us for each other, but like a lot of shade gets thrown. That's only like good shade. <laughs> good shade, yeah. yeah. Fun shade, but then sometimes it gets kind of serious and we're just like, oh, we need a chill. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever get that in wrestling? Um, Do you find people are getting shadier now? In wrestling, it is kind of shady. Like I, because I don't know, I feel like my personality, I'm such like high energy, positive, and like I, being, I like being happy and I feel like sometimes it doesn't, like fall over interesting well because being extra sometimes like people can find it annoying or like because i don't know sometimes wrestling can be kind of bitter and stuff yeah and that's kind of what puts me off a lot and that's what adds the fuel for me wanting to quit sometimes because i i don't know i don't like dealing with drama and it is kind of shady sometimes yeah i noticed that like your group together like you are very noisy and very fun and like like you said you just want to have like fun yeah and wrestling should be fun um and i think sometimes people forget that and we get embroiled like you said bitter maybe a yeah. little bit um but i think that's that's because there's there's a lot of people fighting for not many spots as well so do you find that in the new zealand scene is it is it like a, i know there's not a huge amount of wrestlers here but do you find it difficult to like get on every card that the company produces because you're mainly ipw right yeah Okay. For IPW though, like, because we have, like, not much women, it's more easier being a woman wrestler in the New Zealand scene because this women's wrestling scene here isn't as big as other countries. Yeah. Like, yeah, with IPW, like, literally gonna wrestle probably the same girl for, like, two years, probably. Right. And is that why, like you said, Liron, maybe moving out of that scene, you learn from wrestling other people? and from like getting in the ring you learn something different from you when you wrestle but like because our scene's not that big we just we still learn but like we're just like oh us again (laughs) what is in in terms of wrestling first what's the ultimate goal um what my dream has always been ever since like I was young and that's to hopefully one day be in the WWE Mm because that's all I ever wanted that but then like being in wrestling I just want to make a career out of it like if I can't reach the WWE I want to at least make a career out of it yeah. and just be happy is there a plan B? not really cause like I don't want to study <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want to go to university cause I feel like I'm the type of person that if I don't like something I'll just quit and I don't want to like waste time doing something and I feel like wrestling's like the only thing that I found that I've probably truly clicked in or like I found myself actually being good at something mm-hmm. and I don't know like cause yeah I just want to be happy and live a comfortable life and like kind of like give back to my parents yeah like are they really supportive of you? yeah my, like my dad wasn't really supportive of me in the beginning but my mom's always been supportive right but like my parent, like my dad support him now. Like, support in wrestling. Oh, in terms of wrestling. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They find my mom finds it funny. Like, <laughs> my dad finds it funny too. But my dad watches wrestling. But like, I don't know. They just laugh about it. Like my mom, 
like when I, she's come to my matches and I've lost, she's like, oh, you, you're so useless. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh my, I don't even want to explain to her that it's not like real. Yeah, no, I get you. Because um, they think it's real. So, so when you said your dad wasn't supportive, do you mean support, supportive in, in life rather than wrestling at first? About me being trans. Is, is yeah, that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. So when do you, when, like, when did that change? There's just suddenly a day where he's just like, eh, actually. I don't know, like, for, for my parents, it's always been about, like, they just want their kids to make good choices. So, like, I think he realized that that doesn't really, me being trans isn't really a factor into that. Mm-hmm. Like, he just wants me to, like, make good choices, like, career-wise and, like, yeah, and just being safe and not doing silly things. Yeah. But wrestling is silly, so... I was going to say, wrestling, <laughs> it's like, you know, it, wrestling's the silliest thing ever. Um... Yeah, so uh, your aspirations for the future, WWE. Um, anything that you like. So if so, if you were to meet somebody who was like eleven years old and having questions about their gender now, um, what advice would you give them? Um, I feel like if someone came up to me and like talked to me about my gender, because I wish I did though, because I was so confused about my gender for so long. Like, if like if I was a freak or not, because I wanted to be a girl so bad, and like I didn't know. It was a thing being transgender. So like I think I would tell them to like to not rush things and to really think about it and like talk to people that support you. Because like transitioning I feel like when I've met met younger like girls that are wanting to transition and stuff, they think it's just like a snap of a finger and they're gonna be like a girl. Mm-hmm. But I feel like with transitioning it's like everything else in life, it's a journey and it's like you have to take it slow. Yeah. Like, don't rush things. I didn't rush things. I didn't rush things with, like, wrestling. I didn't rush things with my transition. But that's because I'm also, like, lazy and I'm kind of, like... I don't like rushing things. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think my advice would be not to rush things and to, like, really think about it and stuff. And do talk to, like, counsellors and, like, the people that support you and, like, people you can trust and stuff. And it's always good to talk to, like, other people, like, older trans people who have, like, walked the journey already and stuff. Mm-hmm. How long is the journey? What is the journey of a kind of stuff? I don't know. I don't think it ever stops. <laughs> I think, like... Because, like, I, kn- I feel like when I was starting out and I was, like, transitioning, I felt so, like... I don't know. I didn't like what I saw, like... In the mirror and stuff, I was just like, "Oh, I yuck! I look like a man." Like you have those thoughts, but like, I think you get to a point down the road on your transition where you like, you start to feel start to feel comfortable within your skin, and then you got like you realize that like, yeah, you you realize that um, you just have to trust the process and that like you will like not everyone will be happy with themselves because I feel like there's like cis people out there who aren't happy with themselves but like where I am at with my transition I feel like I'm a lot happier with the way I look and feel it might not be a hundred but I still feel a lot better and like I like the results I've gotten from my transition from where I was at day one and stuff Mm. Like, I look fishier. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> Tr- 
true. And yeah, because like, oh my god, like, but then like, yeah, talk to a counselor because a lot of it is to do with your like mental health as well. Because like, even though I did like, kind of like, I don't want to like come across like, oh my god, I think I'm hot and stuff. But like, even though like I do look a lot better and more like feminine than I did in the beginning. Because of the way I was like kind of mocked and picked on about my looks, like most of my life, I think that still sticks with me at the back of my head. That's why like talking to like a counselor and stuff really, like would help with that. Because I don't know, even though like I feel like I've come a long way within my transition and, and like I look a lot more feminine and stuff, I still have that the stuff that people used to say in the back of my mind about like oh my god you're like a freak you're a man like you're so ugly like you, you're never gonna look like a girl like you're so masculine like stuff like that that's always gonna be in the back of my mind because i don't know it's just like when people pick pick on you about the way you look and stuff for so long it kind of just sticks to you mm-hmm. like and that's a process within itself like it's trying to get over that like i think yeah, I think I'm not like I'm talking to counselors and stuff. Have really helped me about myself because yeah, self love is important and mental health is really important too. Yeah, and it plays a big part in like transitioning and stuff. Do you find that the um, the wrestling scene's been supportive of you over here as well? Like even just down to people that you work with. Um, you don't have to bury anyone. I'm not going to bury anyone, but it's like, I don't know, it's just like, I think they're supportive, but then I don't know, like, I sometimes can't tell, like, who's being genuine within their support, or who's just trying to show support to, like, clinch onto it, and be, to show that they're progressive, like, look, I'm supportive of the trans person, like, at the end of the day, I never know what people's true intentions are, or, like, how they really feel about me, but, like, yeah, I don't know, like, it's kind of hard to read. Like, I don't know if people actually genuinely are oh, happy for me or, like, supportive. But I know, like, the friends that I've made, like, within wrestling, the ones that, like, I can talk to and stuff, I know they're really supportive. And it's, like, not really a thing for them. Yeah. But, like, I don't know, like, the way I just... I think it's all in my head sometimes as well when I'm, like, I feel like... I'm trans, so that's gonna hold me back in this industry. So you like second guessing yourself sometimes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I get that. You know, I think that the, a lot of people can be very insecure in wrestling at every level, like whether it be producers, writers, wrestlers, whatever. So, I understand why then, like people can be a little bit guarded about everybody's true intentions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've certainly uh, in, 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 I've mean, witnessed a lot of that kind of well, stuff. Basically, basically like, my dad told me once that if somebody is bitching to you about somebody, they're bitching about you to somebody else. Like it's that, that's the kind of like personality trait. Because um, I did kind of like rant about it when I heard stuff said behind my back about me, like about that I've only got opportunities and like I'm champion because of the whole trans thing, mm-hmm. and I'm just like wow that's like I don't know it just it just really upset me because I like just totally disregarded all the training I put into this and like the many years yeah I trained before I debuted and like um, my time out of my day that I take to train to wrestle and like 
it just like it just really upsets me because I'm like like I didn't ask for like all the exposure and stuff that I have gotten mm -hmm. to like I didn't ask for it I just was open with my story and like I don't know just things happened I mean you you just my opinion your story is incredibly important because there'll be somebody out there who reads about you or listens to something or watches something who may go well actually I've been kind of keeping myself in this little box whereas yeah cause like when I was gonna quit and stuff I like had like nice messages from people on Twitter and like it just like made me cry and stuff cause I was like I didn't know like my annoying ass had an impact on people <laughs> so I was just like this is really touching like it was sad like I was just like oh my god this is so like this is so touching like I didn't think that me of all people would like be inspiring to people I'm just doing something that like I have a passion for and I love and I feel like that's what everyone should like if that's one thing to take away from my story it's just like you should just pursue all your passions in life and go for whatever like no matter who you are what you are like like I don't I don't know I just I just want to do the things that I want to do and not and feel like normal and comfortable within yeah. that area and stuff can't say further than that <laughs> <laughs> okay um social media where can everyone find you um you can follow me on twitter candidly candy underscore or you can follow me on instagram at barbie and you can like my facebook page if you want what's your facebook page um candidly <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure if we put candidly in it'll, it'll it'll come up Guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Life Unplugged and indeed the first episode of Life Unplugged. I really wanted Candy to be my first guest because I it's interesting when you when you have a podcast the you know most people who are involved in wrestling do uh podcasts about wrestling. And obviously we spoke a lot about that there because she has aspirations, you know, to, to go to the WWE um and you know works within that environment. But I, I wanted people to, to to kind of think that like there are there are really different lives going on behind the the, the characters that the, the, uh, people portray themselves as, whether it be in the entertainment industry, the sports industry, or indeed, you know, as I've said before, sports entertainment. Um, so I, I think being a transgendered woman in the world of wrestling is a really fascinating uh, dynamic, and I was really grateful that Candy agreed to come on the show. Um, and I thought she made a very nice account of herself as well. So looking forward, there's lots of guests that I've got coming up in the near future. I shall keep those all a secret for now. Some will be more known to perhaps UK wrestling fans than others. Um, and then I'll kind of start veering away so much because I understand that there may be a kind of split in listenership for those who know me in my kind of multifaceted career of jack of all trades master of none up to this point um but yes so looking ahead um if you want to send me an email uh, about this episode or who you'd like to hear in the future or who you'd like to to kind of uh, me to interact with in terms of uh, the podcast you can of course use the hashtag on twitter and instagram hashtag life unplugged you can follow me on twitter at glenn underscore joseph on facebook glenn joseph official because of course you know there's so many fake glenn josephs God, I wish I could change that. Um, on Twitter, Glenn underscore Joseph. Uh, or send me an email, glennjosephrobinson at gmail.com. And thank you so much. And I would appreciate so much if you guys hit subscribe um, and leave a, a rating and a nice review. I mean, even you know, even if you thought it was shit, leave, leave a nice review. Because cause, cause I'm, I'm 
if you leave a bad one, no one will listen. And then I, I, I'll have this home studio for no reason because I don't do voiceovers anymore. Anyway, yes. Um, <laughs> thank you very much for listening. Uh, I truly appreciate it. If you could subscribe, that'd be amazing. Um, and I will be back in a couple of weeks with the next episode, but there may be something um, to bridge the gap there that may not be necessarily uh, related to um, to behind the scenes of lives. Clue. It's probably going to be about Drag Race. Because, you know, what else would it be about? Um, but yeah, in the meantime, uh, thank you so much for listening. And I will be back shortly with another episode of Life Unplugged. Mm-hmm.